وَلَقَدْ and certainly مَنَنَّا we conferred favor عَلَى مُوسَى upon Musa وَهَارُونَ and also Harun. Musa and Harun السلام, both of them the prophets of Allah sent to Fir'aun to rescue the Bani Israel. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that certainly we bestowed favor upon them, we conferred a blessing upon them. Mananna from the root letters meme, noon, noon. Man. And notice the word mananna. Because mananna technically has three noon in it. Right? Because the noon mushaddad, what does it mean? There's double noon over there. So two noon are for the word man. And the third one is for na, for the lamir, for the pronoun. So manna, man is a huge favor. Basically the word man is used for a very heavy load. And from this it's used for a huge favor, a big favor. And what was this huge blessing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestowed upon these two prophets? Firstly, the blessing of prophethood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them honor when in the place they were living in, their honor was taken away. Because the Bani Israel were enslaved by Fir'aun. So Allah bestowed them with the blessing of prophethood. And then not just prophethood, on top of that also victory. Allah granted them victory against Fir'aun. Just imagine Fir'aun. The man who had so much power that he was killing the babies of the Bani Israel. And no one could say anything to him. This is the power that Fir'aun had. For so many years, he had abused the Bani Israel and Allah gave Musa and Harun والسلام, victory against their enemy. وَنَجَّيْنَاهُمَا And we saved both of them, meaning Musa and Harun. وَقَوْمَهُمَا And the people, the nation of these two prophets. And who was their qawm? Their qawm was Bani Israel. So Allah rescued them as well as their nation. From what? مِنَ الْكَرْبِ الْعَظِيمِ From the great affliction. We learned earlier, الْكَرْبِ الْعَظِيمِ in the context of Nuh السلام. And it referred to, first of all, the other of the denying nation, their persecution, and secondly, the drowning. Over here also, both of the meanings are applicable. Because the great affliction for the Bani Israel was what? The torture, the abuse, the enslavement by Fir'aun. So that was Karbil Azim. And secondly, the great affliction was also the drowning. Because when Musa salam, when he struck the sea open, it was parted and the Bani Israel crossed the sea. Who followed them behind? Who followed them? Fir'aun. And the Bani Israel, they passed... They made it to the other side safely and Fir'aun and his people drowned. So Allah is the one who rescued them, who saved them. وَنَجَّيْنَاهُمَا وَقَوْمَهُمَا مِنَ الْكَرْبِ الْعَظِيمِ وَنَصَرْنَاهُمْ And we helped them. فَكَانُوا So they were whom they only الْغَالِبِينَ Those who overcame. الْغَالِبِينَ The victors. غَالِب is one who has غَلَبَة Meaning one who is dominant, one who has the upper hand, one who wins. So they were made victorious. They were given victory by who? By Allah. Because Bani Israel themselves, it was impossible for them to get out of that situation. To get out of that enslavement. So Allah is the one who granted them success. 
وَآتَيْنَاهُمَا And we gave both of them. Who? Musa and Harun. Al-Kitaba, the book. Which book? Al-Mustabeen. The explicit one. The explicit scripture. The very, very clear scripture. And which scripture is this? The Tawrat. On the one hand, the blessing was that they were rescued from Fir'aun. And on the other hand, the blessing was of guidance. What kind of guidance? In the form of a scripture. In the form of a written scripture. And that also was mustabeen. Now the word mustabeen, does it remind you of any word? Mustabeen. Mubeen maybe? Does it? What does mubeen mean? Clear. It's from the same root by the way. Alright. Bayanun. Mubeen, clear. And mustabeen. Are there extra letters here? Extra letters means? Extra meaning. So mustabeen means very, very clear. Alright? The word mubeen, bayanun, bana is when something becomes evident and clear, distinct and separate from the other. Okay? Basically the word mubeen gives the meaning of iftiraq. Iftiraq is separation, meaning it's so clear that it's distinct, separate from the other. Secondly, bord. Bord is distance, meaning a clear distance, clear space is created between two things so that each is separate and distinct. And thirdly, it also gives the meaning of wuduh, clarity. So, mubin is that which is clear and mustabin is very, very clear. Because the Torah was what? Basically, we see the Ten Commandments. Alright? And the Ten Commandments, how were they given? Listed. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Listed. This was a very clear order. Isn't it? Because if you think about it, generally, commands, rulings are derived from a text. Isn't that so? We read a passage of the Qur'an and from that we derive rulings. We extract the do's and the don'ts, the commands and the prohibitions. Yes, there are passages where the commands and prohibitions are very clear. But in other places, you have to derive them. You have to think about it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed the Qur'an such that you have to think about it. لِيَدَّبَّرُوا آيَاتِهِ You have to use your mind. Right? Reflect over it and extract benefit. But the Torah was such that it was simplified for the Bani Israel. Very, very simplified. It was not complicated. Simplified. The commands were given in a very clear manner. The prohibitions were also given in a very clear manner so that there was no ambiguity, no confusion whatsoever. I found it really cool how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, sent down the commands in the Torah so simplified because like we know that the Bani Israel were a slave nation and when we previously studied these verses you told us that when someone is a slave for that long they lose the ability to think for themselves and so Allah sent the Torah down in a way that would be good for its audience and so that teaches us that the Quran as complicated as it is and even though it's in Arabic it's meant for everyone because Allah kept the audience in mind exactly the scripture is always revealed in a way that it is perfect for the people that it was sent to they can understand it they can grasp its message So the Bani Israel, they had been enslaved for a very long time. And remember, they were so weak in their thinking that when they left Egypt and they were on their way to their home, as they crossed the desert, what did they come across? A people who were worshipping 
idols. And they asked Musa salam that you should also appoint some idols for us so that we may worship them. This is how weak they had become in their thinking, in their understanding. Allah is the one who saved them. Allah is the one who had rescued them. And what were they asking Musa salam For idols. So the Torah was sent in a way that it was very clear so that there would be no confusion for them. The laws would be evident. So, وَآتَيْنَاهُمَ الْكِتَابَ الْمُسْتَبِينَ In Surah Al-Ma'idah, Ayah 44, Allah says, إِنَّا أَنزَلْنَا التَّوْرَاتَ فِيهَا هُدًا وَنُورٌ We revealed the Torah in which was guidance and light. In Surah Al-Anbiya, Ayah 48, وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا مُوسَى وَهَارُونَ الْفُرْقَانَ وَضِيَاءَ وَذِكْرَ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ We gave Musa and Harun the criterion, meaning the Torah was a criterion. Then, diya, enlightenment, dhikra, a reminder for the people who have taqwa. Wahadainahuma, and we guided both of them, who? Musa and Harun, where as-sirat al-mustaqim to the straight path, meaning the path of guidance, the path of success. Watarakna, and we left, meaning we preserved alayhima for both of them. What did we preserve for both of them? A favorable mention amongst two, fil akhirin in the later ones, meaning in the later generations. Meaning both of these prophets of Allah are mentioned in good terms and spoken of very highly amongst the generations that came after them. Salamun. Allah says, peace be upon who? Ala Musa wa Harun. Upon Musa and Harun. Inna, indeed we, kadalika, like that, najzil muhsinin, we reward the doers of good. What was their ihsan? Their ihsan was their istiqamah, their steadfastness. Musa alayhi salam and Harun alayhi salam, when they were in Egypt, how long did they have to negotiate with Fir'aun? How long? To convince him to let the Bani Israel go? For a very long time. And we have learned about this history earlier, how often Fir'aun and his people were punished, and what would they say to Musa salam? Ask your Lord to remove this punishment from us, and we will send the Bani Israel with you. But each time it was lifted, what would they do? Go against their word. And then eventually, after many years, Musa salam was told to take the Bani Israel secretly by night. Right? So this wasn't easy. And then dealing with Fir'aun, was that easy? Talking to Fir'aun, someone who had so much power, so arrogant, so irrational, and so mighty in himself, and so arrogant, so consumed by his own arrogance, that he proclaimed to be God. Imagine, Musa was to speak to him. Was that easy? No, it wasn't easy. And he was to deal with the Bani Israel. Harun was to deal with the Bani Israel, the most difficult nation. When you think about Fir'aun, the most difficult enemy. And when you think about the Bani Israel, the most difficult people. And when you think about the task that was given to these prophets, it was the most difficult task. But they did the best that they could. They did ihsan. And so what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted them success. 
and he preserved their good name, fair praise for these prophets until the end of time. Inna kadalika najzil muhsinin. Inna huma. Indeed, both of them min ibadina. They were from our servants, with servants, al mu'minin, the believers. Meaning, they were both of our believing servants. Look at the qualities of the prophets that are mentioned here again and again. Nuh alayhi salam, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Ismail alayhi salam, over here Musa and Harun alayhi salam. All of the prophets are described with these qualities. Which qualities? Of ihsan, of iman, of ikhlas. Such are the people who are successful. Then the next is وَإِنَّ إِلْيَاسَ And indeed Ilyas alayhi salam. لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ He was surely among the messengers. He was also amongst the prophets who were sent. And in particular, Ilyas alayhi salam, he was sent to the Bani Israel. At a time when the Bani Israel had begun practicing idolatry. So Allah says, Inna Ilyas. Ilyas alayhi salam, Prophet Ilyas alayhi salam is mentioned two times in the Quran. Here, in Surah Al-Safa, and also in Surah Al-An'am, Ayah 85, وَزَكَرِيَّ وَيَحْيَ وَعِيسَ وَإِلْيَاسِ كُلٌّ مِّنَ الصَّالِحِينَ All were from the righteous. So, وَزَكَرِيَّ وَيَحْيَ وَعِيسَ وَإِلْيَاسِ كُلٌّ مِّنَ الصَّالِحِينَ All were from the righteous. It is said that Ilyas السلام, was of the descendants of Harun السلام. So, Prophet Ilyas came a long time after Musa السلام. An even longer time after Ibrahim السلام, Because remember, Ibrahim السلام, many years later, Yusuf السلام, he ends up in Egypt. All right? And then the Bani Israel, they're living in Egypt. And then they're enslaved by Pharaoh. Many years later, Musa السلام, is sent to rescue them. All right? Musa السلام, he takes them back to their home country. What happens when they're taken to the gates? They refuse to fight. So they stay. Musa السلام, he passes away. After many years, under the leadership of Yusha' bin Nun, they enter their home country. Alright? And then after many years, what happens? Again, they're evicted from their lands. And the story in Surah Al-Baqarah that we learned, alright? The battle of Talut Jalut. Dawood salam, he is the one who killed the enemy. Qatala Dawood Jalut. Alright? And then Dawood salam, he was given prophethood and kingship. And his son Sulaiman salam, he was also a prophet and a king. Alright? So many years after Sulaiman السلام, came, Ilyas السلام, Alright? Now, it is said that the kingdom of Israel, uh, the kingdom of Israel, that was once united under Sulaiman السلام, later became divided into two. So think about this. One people, one religion, one nation, but the kingdom is divided into two. What does that tell us about the state of the nation? There is a lot of division. Alright? Not just political, not just sectarian, religious. Right? In every way possible, a lot of division. And in addition to all of this division, there was also religious decline. To the extent that foreign beliefs and practices were being adopted by the Bani Israel. Specifically, we see that idolatry of the neighboring nations it became a part of this land, of these people. So much so that temples were built dedicated to certain idols. 
For example, one idol which is known as Baal or in Arabic Baal. Ba'ain Lam as we will read in the following verses. And the king of the time, the king of the Bani Israel of that time, he married a mushrika, meaning a woman who was supposedly a priestess of the idol Baal. All right. So you can imagine now idolatry is normalized to such an extent that people are not just doing shirk a little bit here, there, but temples are being built. And the wife of the king, meaning the queen, is who? A mushrika. And the practice of Baal worship, Baal worship, it became a part of Jewish religious life. It became widespread in their kingdoms. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Prophet Ilyas alayhi salam at this time to warn the Bani Israel against the shirk that they were committing. Prophet Ilyas alayhi salam in the Bible, he is referred to as Elias, E-L-I-A-S, or Elijah, E-L-I-J-A-H. So, وَإِنَّ إِلْيَاسَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ Indeed, Ilyas alayhi salam, surely he was also from among the messengers. إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ When he said to his people, أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ Will you not have fear? You see, the theme of the surah is what? There may be darkness around you. Hmm? But it's up to you. What do you do? Nuh alayhi salam for 950 years he fought against shirk. Ibrahim alayhi salam was the only one. And then what happened? We see Musa and Harun alayhi salam, Bani Israel, they had as if accepted their state of enslavement to Fir'aun. And Fir'aun such a mighty enemy. What could they do? And now we see the example of Ilyas alayhi salam. Shirk has become normal. Baal worship is normal. Even the king does it. There's temples dedicated to the idol. But still, Ilyas alayhi salam, he says, Ala tattaqoon. O people, do you not fear? Fear who? Allah. Do you not have fear of God? How dare you worship an idol? He says, أَتَدْعُونَ أَدُو تَدْعُونَ You call upon Ba'lan Ba'l Ba'l The idol Ba'l وَتَذَرُونَ And you leave أَحْسَنَ الْخَالِقِينَ The best of the creators You call upon Ba'l Now the word تَدْعُونَ From dua What does dua mean? To call upon, to ask for something But remember that the word dua also applies to worship Any act of worship because in any ritual, what are we doing? We're asking Allah for His forgiveness, for His blessing, for His mercy, for His pleasure. So, atadruna, you worship, or when you want something, when you want relief, you want assistance, instead of calling upon Allah, you call upon who? The idol Baal. وَتَذَرُونَ أَحْسَنَ الْخَالِقِينَ And you leave the best of the creators, meaning you don't worship Him, you don't worship Allah. Now even if they worshipped Baal in addition to worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, still their worship of Allah was not acceptable. Why? Because it was not done with tawheed. It was not done in the correct way. It was with shirk. So it was as though they did not worship Allah. So وَتَذَرُونَ أَحْسَنَ الْخَالِقِينَ What does it show? That even if they worshipped Allah, that worship was not accepted. Why? Because it was with shirk. 
And this is why we are given a warning in the Quran that in ashrakta amaluk. If you were to do shirk, then all your deeds would be wasted. It doesn't matter what good deeds you're doing, all of them would be void, nullified because of the shirk. Because shirk, it destroys good deeds. Because of shirk, deeds are not accepted. So, وَتَذَرُونَ أَحْسَنَ الْخَالِقِينَ Now, the idol Baal, it is said that it was believed to be a god of fertility, an idol that would enable crop produce or people to have children. So, Ilyas salam he reminded them that you are forgetting أَحْسَنَ الْخَالِقِينَ You think Baal does this? No, he doesn't. And even if he were to do it, who does it even better? أَحْسَنَ الْخَالِقِينَ the best of the creators. So he reminds them over here that Allah is the best of the creators. How can you forget the khaliq and go after the makhluq of the makhluq? You understand? The khalq of the makhluq. The khalq of the khalq. Meaning, the idol, who has made it? The people have made it. And who is Allah? He is the creator. So how could you forget the creator of the creation and go after the creation of the creation? You understand? How could you do that? وَتَذَرُونَ أَحْسَنَ الْخَالِقِينَ He reminds them, Allah رَبَّكُمْ Who is the best of the creators? He is Allah, your God. وَرَبَّ آبَائِكُمْ And the Lord of your forefathers. Which forefathers? الْأَوَّلِينَ The first ones. So the one who is worthy of your worship is who? Rabb. Who is Rabb? Creator owner, the one who nurtures, the one who provides. And He hasn't just created you and provided for you, but also provided for who? And created who? Every creature before you and after you. He is the creator of all, from the first to the last. فَكَذَّبُوهُ But what was the reaction of the people? كَذَّبُوهُ They denied Him. فَإِنَّهُمْ So indeed they, لَمُحْضَرُونَ Surely they will be brought. محضرون حضرة حضرة to be present محضر is one who is brought to be present somewhere so surely they will be brought brought for what? for punishment now, there are many stories about Prophet Ilyas in the Bible whose authenticity cannot be verified Allahu A'lam what exactly happened but the Quran sums up very perfectly the message of Ilyas was clear very clear that this is an idol, and even though the worship of this idol has become very common, that doesn't make it right. Because sometimes what happens is that when something becomes very common, everybody's doing it, we begin to accept it. Especially people in authority, once they start doing something, then we think it's okay, it's normal, just follow the crowd. No! You have to follow what Allah has said. أَلَا تَتَّقُونَ He reminds them. فَكَذَّبُوهُ But what was the reaction? They denied him. فَإِنَّهُمْ لَمُحْضَرُونَ So indeed, they will be brought for punishment. In Surah Yasin, Ayah 32, we learn, وَإِن كُلُّ لَمَّا جَمِيعُ لَدَيْنَا مُحْضَرُونَ All will be brought to Allah. For what? For accounting and for recompense. إِلَّا except عِبَادَ الله, The servants of Allah. Which servants of Allah? المخلصين, the chosen ones. Meaning it was only those servants who did not deny Ilyas alayhi salam. Rather they 
paid attention to his warning, they accepted his warning, and they left the shirk, and they returned to tawheed. So such people, mukhlasin, chosen. Chosen because of what? Because of their tawheed. And illa ibad Allah al-mukhlasin, illa can also be connected with lamuhdarun, meaning they will not be punished. Why? Because of their tawheed. So such people will be saved in this world and also in the hereafter. وَتَرَكْنَا And we left, meaning we preserved. عَلَيْهِ for him. Meaning for Ilyas alayhi salam fil akhirin among the later generations. What was preserved for him? Favorable mention. Allah says salamun. Peace be ala Ilyasin upon Ilyasin. Peace be upon Ilyasin. Notice the words Ilyasin. What does this mean? Isn't his name Ilyas? Why is it Ilyasin over here? Ilyasin. Some have said that this is just another pronunciation of the word Ilyas. Ilyas, Ilyasin, same thing. Alright? Because the word Ilyas is not originally Arabic. Alright? It's of non-Arabic origin. And when it is Arabized or Arabicized, then of course you're gonna have multiple pronunciations. You understand? This is similar to how for Tur Sinin, there's Tur Sinin, Tur Sayna. It's the same thing. Sayna, Sinin, same thing. Alright? Why? Because the origin is not Arabic, so multiple pronunciations. And even if you look at it in the Bible, Prophet Elias, there are so many spellings. Elijah or Elias, however. I mean, there's different names. The name is the same, pronunciations are different. Others have said that Ilyasin refers to Ilyas salam and his followers. Because Allah has mentioned them here. Illa They did not deny him. They believed in him. So peace be upon Ilyas salam and also those who followed him. And they said Ilyasin, the Een at the end, is for Nisbah. Alright? Meaning Ilyas and Ilyasi. Ilyasi and the plural of that Ilyasin, meaning those who believed in Ilyas alayhi salam, those who followed Ilyas alayhi salam. Just as Muhallab, for example, Muhallab is a name, so people who were of his family, Muhallabun. So Muhallab and his folks. So Ilyasin, and this meaning is confirmed through another recitation of this ayah. Another recitation is, a variant reading of this ayah is, Salamun ala Ali Yaseen. Ali Yaseen. And what does Al mean? Family meaning followers. So the followers of Yaseen as in Ilyas alayhi salam. So Salamun ala Ilyaseen. Inna kadalika. Indeed, thus we najzil muhsineen, we reward the doers of good. إِنَّهُ indeed he مِنْ عِبَادِنَا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ He was of our believing servants. This is Allah's testimony. That Ilyas salam was of who? The believing servants. Allah is saying that he was a true believer. This is such a great honor. Such a great honor. Because there are people who say we believe and Allah says, وَمَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ May Allah not make us amongst them. 
those who think that they're believers but in reality they are not because their actions don't match the claim is not sincere it's not honest it's just superficial but allah is saying regarding ilyas alayhi salam that innahu min ibadina almu'minin yes okay the question is that what ilyas alayhi salam the last prophet sent to the bani israel no because after ilyas alayhi salam also there were many prophets that were sent All right. Like for example, we learn about just before Isa a.s. Yahya a.s. was a prophet. All right. Zakaria a.s. was a prophet. And you know when you learn about the story of how idol worship was becoming common amongst the Bani Israel, it's so scary. The Torah was clear. They were people of the scripture. They had the knowledge. Despite the scripture, despite the knowledge, what were they doing? Practicing open shirk. And we're talking about open shirk, idol worship. It is said that this idol was always made of gold. In every temple that there was an idol representing Baal, it would always be of gold. So people were very attracted by it. And because it was something that the neighboring nations would do, You know when when a people suffer from this inferiority complex that we are less then what happens is that they imitate others blindly. And this is amazing how even within Muslims, you know the Prophet ﷺ said that you will follow the Bani Israel step by step. Even if they go to a hole in the ground you will follow them meaning you will repeat their history. You will repeat the same mistakes. They worshiped idols and we see that even amongst Muslims this is something becoming all too common. If it's not an idol of gold, it may be a shrine, it may be a grave, it may be a picture, it may be an image, whatever it may be. But there's different forms of shirk. And again, keeping the theme of the surah in mind, making yourself pure for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, regardless of what situation you're in, regardless of what people around you are doing. Such people are mukhlasin, muhsineen, mu'mineen. Recitation. وَلَقَدْ مَنَنَّا عَلَى مُوسَى وَهَارُونَ وَنَجَّيْنَاهُمَا وَقَوْمَهُمَا مِنَ الْكَرْبِ الْعَظِيمِ وَنَصَرْنَاهُمْ فَكَانُوا هُمُ الْغَالِبِينَ وَآتَيْنَاهُمَا الْكِتَابَ الْمُسْتَبِينَ وَهَدَيْنَاهُمَا الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمَ وَتَرَكْنَا عَلَيْهِمَا فِي الْآخِرِينَ سَلَامٌ عَلَى مُوسَى وَهَارُونَ إِنَّا كَذَلِكَ نَجْزِي الْمُحْسِنِينَ إِنَّهُمَا مِنْ عِبَادِنَا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَإِنَّ إِلْيَاسَ لَمِنَ الْمُرْسَلِينَ إِذْ قَالَ لِقَوْمِهِ أَتَدْعُونَ بَعْلًا وَتَذَرُونَ أَحْسَنَ الْخَالِقِينَ اللَّهَ رَبَّكُمْ وَرَبَّ آبَائِكُمُ الْأَوَّلِينَ فَكَذَّبُوهُ فَإِنَّهُمْ لَمُحْضَرُونَ إِلَّا عِبَادَ اللَّهِ الْمُخْلَصِينَ وَتَرَكْنَا عَلَيْهِ فِي الْآخِرِينَ سَلَامٌ عَلَى إِلْيَاسِينَ
نجزی المحسنین ان من عباد 